Welcome to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Mullings. I'm an author, speaker, and marketing mentor. I believe in the importance of women of faith in business stepping up and shining in their lane so they can have the impact, influence, and income they were born to make. Join me to hear the stories of powerful women of faith who are using their purpose-driven businesses to make a difference in the world. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. Super excited to have my guest with me today, Yvette Walker. Yvette is the host of the Positively Joy podcast and founder of Positively Joy Ministries at PositivelyJoy.com. She published the Life Lesson-Filled Devotional, Whispering in His Ear, and its Companion Study and Discussion Guide in 2021. She manages a Facebook group community with other social media related, social media related to her ministry. Yvette is a former journalist and also an educator. She has been inducted into the Oklahoma Journalism Hall of Fame, and she has been a newspaper editor, a reporter, a podcaster, and has supervised online content management systems for two websites. And she is a native of Chicago and now lives in Oklahoma. So happy to have you on the podcast today, Yvette. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy to be here. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Now, is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience about yourself that I didn't read in your opening bio? Well, I am wife to a wonderful, godly man named Tim, and I am mom to some fur kids. <laughs> I have a black lab and I have two cats. Awesome. We love the fur kids and definitely a wonderful husband, man of faith so important. And I love your yeah. background. I know people aren't seeing it on the audio, but in your background, you have joy on the back in your office and love. So joy and love is always at the forefront I see for you. And as I read through your bio, of course, there was a lot of joy as I read through it. So I love that that is so important and so in the forefront for you. So as you know, Yvette, this podcast is all about women, faith, plus business. And we know that everything in life is really a journey. We start somewhere and then we have a journey. <laughs> we always look for the joy in the journey. That's what another um, guest on, our, on my podcast talked about, the joy in the journey. So there's definitely joy in the journey, but we know we don't get to where we are overnight. So I would love for you to share with the audience, what has your business journey been like? You know, what made you decide to be an entrepreneur? entrepreneur and business owner? And what did that journey really look like for you? Oh, yeah. And it certainly was a journey. It was a long journey. Um, so as you read, uh, the first, you know, not even the first half, the first three quarters of my career, I was a journalist. Mm. And I've always been a Christian and a believer. But as a journalist, I felt somewhat constricted in I guess, wearing my faith on my sleeve, as they say. Um, when you're a journalist, no matter you know what you hear, if you're a credible journalist, you really do try to be objective. You try to show all parts of the stories, try to 
try to tell all parts of the stories and, and, and get as many voices into the story as possible. So because I had certain duties at the paper and on the websites, I always felt like I needed to be completely objective and I couldn't really show that I had any kind of agenda or point of view. And that meant not talking about politics, but it also meant not talking about my faith and religion. And over time, that just became a real burden to me. I just, I felt like I wanted to, to share that more, but I felt like I really could, could not as a journalist. And so uh, it was, I loved my career. It was a great ride. I, I stopped because um, I had an opportunity to become an educator, not really knowing what that would mean in the beginning to my later, you know, walk to where I am now. But, you know, God puts you in certain places, doesn't he? I mean, he certainly does. And so for me, the journey was, I'm originally from Chicago. I worked uh, in, you know, in media offices in Indiana, in Texas, uh, in Michigan, in Missouri. And then I found my way to Oklahoma. So he, he, you know, and I believe that he, he presents these opportunities to us. So he presented an opportunity to come to a newsroom in Oklahoma. When I got here, I, I, I saw around me that people were sharing their faith more. Now, of course, this is Oklahoma, this, the buckle of the Bible belt. So it actually was a little bit, uh, I think, easier for me to begin to even think this way. Because to be honest, I probably wouldn't have even thought to come in this direction and to think about having this online ministry or even having the podcast if I had not been in Oklahoma already. So see how he walks you to different, I mean, I obviously clearly I'd worked in lots of different cities and states, but um, so he got me here and I'll tell a little funny story. So it was the first week I'm working at the Oklahoma newspaper. And um, I'm looking for a church home. And so, you know, I, I was renting a place. You know how you, when you first get somewhere, you rent a place, you don't really know where you want to be. And around the corner was a church. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to this church. I come in, take my seat, and I'm looking at the little bulletin. And I see that the sermon is going to be by uh, someone who has the same name of someone that I worked with at the paper. In fact, someone who had a very high position at the paper. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that must be a really common name here in this, in Oklahoma City, right? When he walks up there and I see that he's actually a part of the service and he's going to give, I just, you could have blown me over with, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you're just going to blow me over. I was so surprised. I had not really seen, and I mean, I had seen it in just a couple, a couple occasions, but mostly not people, mostly reporters and maybe not people in management uh. to be able to wear that faith openly. I was shocked really. And so I'm like, wow, okay, that's interesting. And so obviously I knew that he was, and he, he and I, I started going to that church and he and I had a great um, friend and faith relationship and he was a deacon there. Uh, and then I got more involved in the church, um, you know, as I would do sometimes anyway. So again, it just kind of kept walking me down this path. Now, loved what I did, had the opportunity to come to this, to a university, uh, and then the pandemic hits. And so uh, some of us are very fortunate to be able to work at home. I was. And I had always wanted to start a podcast. Now, my podcast was going to be about what I called the intersection of hair 
beauty, and politics. <laughs> and it's an interesting topic. It's still an interesting topic. And the Lord very clearly told me, yeah, you're going to start a podcast, but it is going to be on joy. Mm. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, so I have, I'm in my third season now. And it, it was in the beginning of the third season, I felt him very clearly leading me to wanting to help other people understand what the true nature of his joy is. Mm-hmm. So the first and the first and second season, I had I think I had great interviews with people about their relationships with God and why you know why understanding that He does give us joy, but His joy is not necessarily what we think joy is. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily happiness. It's not necessarily this state of you know being what we call joyful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a state of being completely satisfied and filled by him. Mm, And that looks, that looks different ways. It looks like different things for different people. Yeah. So that's how I got to, you know, and first came, first came the podcast, to be honest. And then I had a logo that said positively joy podcast. And one day I was looking at the logo and then I saw in my head, the word, the letters in the word podcast turned to ministry. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. So what does that look like? So right now that's a combination of, as you said, the podcast and then the online ministries, the community, the daily inspiration, the encouragement, and now the writing. Mm-hmm. So I've been a writer all my life. I've been, in, I've been a journalist all my life, writer all my life, but I had never really used those communication talents in his honor and in his glory. And I said, now is the time to do it. So he'd been giving me these life lesson stories since about 2019. I'd been kind of collecting them. Uh-huh. And so finally, you know, in 2021, I said, okay, I need to put this together. So came out with the devotional and, uh, and actually just came out with the study guide. Uh-huh. So um, it's a workbook and it allows us to use the devotional. And, and I think it's really great for say small groups, or even if you want to do it individually, to take us through that devotional with questions and additional exercises and things like that. So I'm really kind of pleased that that has come out and now it can, they can work together as companions. Yeah. I love that. I love your journey. So many good things in your journey. I love the fact that you started out as a journalist, right? That is your skill set. I always talk about tags, talents, ability, gifts, and skills that God gives us. So you're skilled in the space of journalism and writing, and that has been a main part of your journey. But then you shifted to education, you know, and, and then really having that tugging where I feel a lot of people that come on the podcast have that tug of wanting to to be more open in their faith and sometimes being restricted based on their career, um, based on what they do. Like for you, it was journalism. For me, it was corporate America. You know, a lot of times in corporate America, like you said, you don't want to discuss politics or religion. That's like a no-no. So having that tug of wanting to be more open about your faith, you know, and that journey that God took you on and even showing you people that you work with that were being open about their faith. So he really always guides us and gives us, you know, steps and instructions. And it's important for for us to just obey the next step, right? So one of the steps for you was starting the podcast. And I loved in your story, how you shared that you initially thought the podcast was supposed to be about one thing, 
but God revealed to you that it was about another thing, right? And you were obedient to what he was directing you to do and focusing on joy and what that truly means. And the fact that joy is having joy in him, you know, not in the world. And then that step, once you started the podcast, also led to writing and the devotional. So I love that journey. And there's so many aspects of that journey that I can relate to, um, because a lot of it is similar to, to me, you know, as far as the podcast, and I'm actually writing a devotional now. So, so, so many exciting and great things about your journey. So excited that you shared what that journey looked like for you and the fact that now you're in ministry and God is revealing what's next each, each step, right? Each step he reveals. So I love that. Oh yeah. part. Yeah. So true. And let me just talk about obedience for just a moment, because I really have to emphasize that I did not know what he wanted me to do. And, and there's a, and there's a piece of it. I, and I also haven't shared yet and it's about obedience. Mm. So I had the opportunity um, to witness um, this great talk at my church by the singer songwriter, Rita Rita Springer. Uh If you don't think you know her, you've heard her songs. Mm, Um, She had this amazing testimony and I just, something just connected me with her. I don't know what. So I started kind of researching her and found out that she'd written a book. So I got the book, read the book. And then I found out that she had a, uh, a, a retreat, like a retreat for worship leaders. Now, I don't, I'm not really a singer. I mean, I can blend, but I'm not really a singer. I don't play any, any uh, instruments. So I'm not a worship leader, but I'm a creative. I write. And so something told me, not something God told me to go ahead and apply for the retreat. So then I got in and I spent, I spent the next month or so trying to convince her that I wasn't actually good for the retreat. I'm like, I'm not, I don't really know. Thank you for, you know, accepting me. I'm really not sure that I'm right for this and I don't create music and this is for worship leaders and probably for young people too. And I'm not young. And I really, I'm trying to, I'm spending several emails explaining to her why I'm actually not good. And she finally says, Yvette, God says you need to be here. You need to come. Okay. So again, obedience, right? So I went and it was, it was there that I had a lot of breakthroughs uh, Mm. in my opinion, led me to the concept of the devotional, which is talking to God and hearing from him. Mm. Cause I felt, I felt that as a girl, when I was growing up in church, I could very clearly hear him. And then we all become adults and we get into the world and there's stuff, there's just, there's distractions. Mm. And I felt like that that relationship had been damaged in some way. And so I had a great breakthrough at that conference. Um, he gave me songs. I've never written a song before. So I've started mm. writing the lyrics again, not, I'm not musical. I've started working with some musicians to write songs and that's been, been doing that. And then uh, these other things. And so I think it's a, I really think it's this idea of being obedient when he gives you these opportunities, even though you don't know what it's going to look like. So when he said to do the podcast on joy, I say, yes, Lord, but I didn't know what that meant. And it took me, as I said, it took me a couple of seasons to really understand, oh yeah, no, this is what he wants. He wants people to understand what Jesus says in, uh, in John chapter 15. uh, And it's right after the famous line or the famous verse of the vine and the branches, which everyone knows it's right after that, Uh that a lot of people maybe don't, don't hear, but it's where Jesus is telling the disciples, 
that you need to do what the father says, abide in his love, and then you will be filled with joy. Yeah. No, I mean, I he basically, def- he basically tells you how to find joy. Yeah. It's an instruction book, right? It's That's an, what the Bible really is. is. It's yeah. an instruction manual for us for everything and anything that yeah. we need in life. And I love that you shared that example of obedience because you're right. A lot of times it doesn't make sense and it doesn't seem logical. And sometimes you question it, but it is what God is telling us to do. So we just be obedient, right? Be obedient. <laughs> so I'd love for you to share your faith journey. So a lot of times we talk about business, but people don't necessarily talk about what their faith journey looked like. How did you actually become a believer? You know, what did that journey look like for you? Um, was it a steady path? You know, everyone's journey is so different. So I'd love for you to share with the audience, what has your faith journey been like? Oh, yeah, I'd be happy to. So my faith journey has been very steady. I was raised in the Catholic church. I was baptized as a baby. I went to Catholic grammar school. I went to Catholic high school. Um, So I was going to church regularly my whole time. I went to college. It wasn't it wasn't a Catholic college, but I went to college and then continued um, to go to church. And, you know, when you're a college student, you don't, sometimes you're a little off and on, you know, but I continued to believe and go to church. I was never a big Bible reader. It's just not something that I was raised with. Again, and and when I say this, I always say I'm not blaming my faith or background. It just wasn't something that I was raised with actually reading the Bible. I would hear scripture at church and things like that. But um, so anyway, going to church, going to church, but then um, graduate, get my degree, start working in different places, taking internships and then full-time jobs. And as a journalist, you tend to do one of two things. You tend to find a newsroom that you stay at most of your career, or you move around a lot because you're trying to find opportunities, right? And so mine was the latter. I moved around a lot, never was fired. I'm just looking for different opportunities, right? And when you move around a lot, that means you disrupt your church home situation, right? So I'm finding, I'm, you know, every place I go, I'm finding a new church home. So again, it was very steady, but over time, Um, And because of some personal relationships, I did have a failed marriage, which was, um, which was tough, because I felt like, you know, why couldn't I make that succeed, you know. Um, And so with all of that, I felt numb in my faith. I was a believer, but I felt I felt numb very much so. And I was trying to describe it like being in a desert or something, but numb really is the word because it was there but I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling that joy that I know should be there. And so again, while I'm still going to church and all of this, I began to be a seeker. And when you think of the word seeker, I think of someone who's, who's not going to church, who's looking for something. No, I found him. I know what it is, but I'm trying to find out as a seeker, I'm trying to find out what have I lost? Something's different. And I know that. And I'm so happy that he allowed me to realize that, that I still love you, God, but I know something's different. And so, um, again, I'm seeking and I'm having these different experiences. Um, uh, He leads me to my husband, who has actually been, we go to a non-denominational evangelical church now. Um, That has led me to being more comfortable praying out loud, 
really getting more into the Bible. He led me to Bible journaling, which is a craft. I don't know if you know what that is. It's actually creating artwork in your Bible. He led me to that, which led me to being in the Bible more, um, small groups. I mean, really there has been this continued path that he's had me on, even though I was, I've always believed. Uh, and then, as I said, um, took a chance on this retreat and had a real breakthrough and understood that he, he still was talking to me. I had forgotten how to listen and I, I need to be aware of him at all times. He is with us every day. He is with us in the car. He's with us going to the post office. He is with us every single place. Yeah. And we just need to be aware of his direction uh, one uh, one chapter I have in the devotional is I call I call it when God reroutes your day like he's your GPS because oh, yeah. I was fully I was fully about to do something and he completely rerouted me because there was something he had me to do yeah he had something he had for me to do um, so just being fully aware that he is that he is there and I don't mean that in a weird sense or I don't mean that in um, I really don't know how I mean it, except for the fact that I do believe that he's there with me always. And if I am paying attention, which we need to do, um, I can, I can understand how he is, how he is guiding me throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. So important. I love that a part of your faith journey, because a lot of us grow up in the church and it becomes just like routine or ritual, but you said you were seeking. So within that you know, a routine and ritual, you were seeking something deeper. And mm -hmm. God is continuously talking to us, just like you said. But when we seek to go deeper, he will allow us to go deeper, right? Exactly. We still have to have that desire because he allows us to have freedom of choice, right? So mm -hmm. we have the choice to dig deeper and want that deeper relationship. And then he shows up and directs your path like a GPS when you're seeking going deeper and getting that direction from him. So I love that part of your faith journey. So this podcast really is about combining faith and business into one. And you've kind of already touched on this already about having that burden as a journalist and desire to combine. Um, but I always like to find out, you know, what made someone decide this is like, this is what I'm going to do, right? What did that look like for you? Was it a battle? Was it easy to really just be open and honest about your faith while on your business platform? Because that really is what this podcast is about. We can have faith behind the scenes and go to the church a lot of people a lot of us do that but it's a different level when you're being open on your business platform about your faith so what did that look like for you combining after we've talked about your business journey and your faith journey really combining the two on this platform and ministry and what the path that you're on right now sure so my business is a faith business so but, but there is even still, I think, levels to that. So as I said before, the first, um, the first season, I really focused on interviewing other people. I wasn't teaching myself. I wasn't sharing. I mean, I was to some degree, but I relied more heavily on others because in my opinion, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm, I, you know, I haven't been trained for this. You know, I, 
I haven't been to divinity school, Lord, how can I even say anything and be confident about anything? So I'm going to let other people talk. I'm going to let other people tell me about their faith and do, you know, what they do. But then over time, I started feeling more confident sharing. And I, and I know that's him giving me that confidence because it doesn't come from me. But in order to do that, I did have to read more. I did have to study. I did have to certainly study the Bible more and also be around people who, who do have really interesting uh, information to share with me. And so now, um, like for, I was kind of looking at the statistics from last year, and I've always, even as I've started doing that more, I've still felt like, oh no, people like the interviews more. You know, they, they like the information coming from the experts, you know, air quotes, experts more. But when I looked at the stats, my teaching episodes were just as high as theirs. And so I said, okay, I really need to stop. You know, the enemy's, you know, making me do that. I need to stop thinking that the words that God is giving me to say, because again, it comes from him. I need to stop telling myself that that is not worthy or important. And that is something I think that I really can tend to fall back into. So I still, I love interviewing. I mean, I love interviewing. I just, that's my passion. And I will always have an interview show, but I do feel more confident actually sharing my own thing. So for example, I started something different recently and I have a clubhouse room. So some of your uh, listeners might know clubhouse. It's a social media app. And I have a clubhouse room. It's called the house of joy. It's Fridays at six. And this year we're focusing on scripture, like solely on scripture. I asked a bunch of people, hey, what's your favorite scripture verse? And every week we not only look at that verse, but we look at the whole chapter where that verse is and look at the context around it. And that's me talking, but other people in the room talking too. So I am trying to step out more in faith and allow him to allow me, well, I guess let myself use the information and the words that he gives me uh, to share with other people. And so I'm doing that through Clubhouse. Sometimes I will replay the Clubhouse um, recordings on the podcast sometimes. And so I think, you know, I think the business itself is evolving and growing more because I am feeling more confident in what he's given me. And I need to always feel that way. Yeah, I love that. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. I feel a lot of times when God calls us to stuff, we feel unqualified. We see Mm -hmm. it so many times in the Bible of people that he's called and they felt unqualified. Well, God, I'm not this. I stutter. I'm too young. I'm too old. Whatever the excuse is. But God is like, no, this is what I've assigned to you. And the key part of it is that confidence, right? And that's what faith is all about. It is about having confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Having Mm -hmm. confidence in things that we can't see in the natural, but we know that God is calling us to it. So we have to be confident in that. And as you mentioned, it takes um, really being in his word, um, being in intimacy with him for him to build up that confidence in us. So I think it's so important to really understand that it's such a key part of, you know, our journey (laughs) is to really have that intimacy with God and connection with God so we can be more confident in what he is calling us to do in the marketplace and specifically what he called you to do, whether it's the clubhouse room, whether it's the podcast. And I love that a lot of what you're doing is sharing your voice. You know, a lot of it is audio with the podcast in the clubhouse. It's all about sharing your voice. And I think everyone's voice is so 
powerful. So that's so good true. stuff. So true. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, in the future, I have some things, you know, it's, it's making time, obviously, for a lot, but um, but I'm coming up with some master classes. Um, I'm actually going to, and by the time this records, I will have been to LA to to go to a conference to talk about my podcast and how to build your podcast. We, um, we have, we hit 100 episodes last fall. We'll, we'll be at 150 by the time this airs. And so just talk a little bit to other podcasters about how you're going to hit that burnout wall and just talk about how to get through that. For me, of course, it's faith, it's God, but this is not, this is a secular conference. And so it's me being able to be on that stage and also talk about what I do and how I've, you know, I'll hit 150 episodes by the time this airs. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love it. So one of the things for this season that I'm focusing on is how God tends to do things very different than the world, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. As we read in scripture, a lot of the ways that he, or things he tells people to do logically, and we kind of touched on this already, it doesn't make sense in, in the natural. So I'd love for you to tell us in what ways has God told you to do things differently, uh, other than what we've probably already discussed. And what did that look like for your business or compared to your industry? So what did God say? Okay, I want you to do this. It's a little crazy. And I think we touched on it a little bit, um, you know, through the the seminar that you went to the retreat. Um, But if there's anything else that comes up that you're thinking, you know, whether it's doing it different than the way things are doing, people do in your industry, you know, but God is always telling us to do it differently and to lean on him um, in, in the guidance. So anything else come up about, you know, in what ways has God told you to do things differently? And what did that look like for your business or compared to your industry? Well, you're right. So we talked about going to the con- going to the retreat, which I was actively trying not to do. We talked about me listening to him and starting a podcast about joy, which I really knew not much about. Um, but I think also um, I, I've been thinking about my kind of past as a journalist and he has begun to reveal to me that I am not the only journalist that has gone to turn to ministry in some way. So I've already talked about the former colleague where I went to the church and then I saw him and, and like, oh, wow, you know, and, and actually that's not the last time here in Oklahoma where I've seen that people that I've actually worked with in the newspaper. Again, maybe Oklahoma is different, but because I've been really thinking about that. And so I'm planning a second podcast that focuses just on journalists who have turned to the ministry because there are quite a few of us out there. And I want to, I kind of want to investigate that and really look at what's in that. You know, what about the journalism background connects to the faith background. And so that's something that he has revealed to me. And I'm not, I don't know if that's crazy or not or different, but I got to tell you, Nate, it's really just about being open and listening to him. I mean, it, it probably sounds crazy to a lot of people, um, but it doesn't to me. So it's hard, I guess it's hard for me to say, what has he told you that sounds crazy? Cause none of it sounds crazy to me. I, I may not know exactly about it, but he said, do it. So, okay. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I I guess that's that's really all I can say about that. Now, I will say that, and I even had a a podcast episode about saying yes in a season of no. I'm the Mm. kind of person that says yes way too much. Mm. I'm I'm doing too much, clearly, and I need to figure out what he wants me to do 
and and when he wants me to take on new things or do I just think that's a good idea you mm-hmm. know so that's that do I do have an issue with that and probably a lot of women uh business business women who are so busy and who are driven listen business women themselves we're all driven mm-hmm. and so we probably there's probably a lot of people who are like that um so I need to continue to monitor that and something that I think may be a good idea might be crazy to him, you know, so I need to be aware. I need to be aware of that and really pray um, before I just jump into stuff. And yeah, that's something I need to continue to work on. Yeah, I think we all need to work on that. Because like you said, we have a million ideas and we have that shiny object syndrome. Oh, this is exciting. Oh, this looks like a good idea. Oh, she's doing that. Maybe I should try that. But it, it really is getting that spirit of discernment and knowing that, you know, and when you get that spirit of discernment, you understand where he's directing you. You understood that the first podcast idea was mm-hmm. an idea you had, <laughs> right? That yeah. wasn't where God was leading you. And you felt convicted by the podcast about joy. So I think we get that, you know, it resonates more or we get that spirit of discernment more to understand this is actually what God is telling us to do. So yeah, I definitely think it's important for us to always tap into that spirit of discernment for direction when it comes to ideas or things that we need to implement in our business. So I always love to ask two closing questions on the podcast. And the first question is, how would you define the power of faith? How would you define it? I would define the power of faith as doing things that you feel you are not equipped to do, but knowing that he has a purpose for you. And you, again, you are just obedient and you say, yes, Lord. That's simple, simple as that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You may not be equipped to do it, but God is calling you to it. And Mm -hmm. so you just obey and know there is purpose in it. Love it, love it, love it. Mm -hmm. And how would you describe the power of business? So I have never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I have thought of myself as an editor, journalist, working for other people. I've, in fact, I've always been a little intimidated about trying to start a business. Um, And even businesses I've had before are more like multi-level type of businesses, right? So I've never considered myself that, but I think the power of business to share his word is so, I mean, I just think that that is um, for me, the one kind of business that I do feel called to do, that I do feel comfortable doing, even though sometimes in the very beginning, I didn't feel equipped, but there was a comfort, there was a joy because I knew he had it for me. Um, so for me, the power of business is to, and even if it is a quote unquote secular business, there is the power of business is to share his, his, his gifts uh, and fruits with other people through that business. Even if it's not a faith business, I think we have the opportunity. So business can be powerful in doing that. Yeah, definitely sharing his fruits and and that calling (laughs) in the marketplace for sure. So Yvette, this has been an amazing conversation. I've loved all the nuggets that you've shared with us from your faith journey to your business journey and everything in between. If someone wants to learn a little bit more about all the amazing things that you have going on, what is the best way for them to connect with you? The best way is to go to PositivelyJoy.com. It's the website that has 
Um, you can find out, you can find the podcast there. You can find the books there. Um, find out more about me. If you are on social media, my community is on Facebook. It's called the Positively Joy Community, where we do life together every day. Um, and then, but I'm also on Instagram. Um, I have, I, I need to update my YouTube, but I've got some, I've got some recordings of episodes on YouTube. Um, and venturing into TikTok a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> Awesome. We'll definitely connect with Yvette on her website and social media and follow all the things that she is doing in the world. Thank you so much for joining us, Yvette. Thank you so much for having me, Nadine. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Women, Faith, Plus Business podcast. I hope this episode has not just given you information you can use, but was insightful and inspirational. Wherever you are listening, be sure to subscribe to get the next episode or go to womenfaithandbusiness.com to join our email list. Plus, if you would like to discover three powerful ways to attract the people you are called to serve in the marketplace so you can make the impact, influence, and income you were born to make, be sure to text POWERFUL to 404-982-4736. That's 404 982 four seven three six